out, everybody. Thank you for checking out the third episode of To The Mat, a pro wrestling podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the previous episode with Tom Coffey. Today, I'm joined by Frankie Swamp Tower. Frankie's going all over the place. Just recently got back from Maine. Frankie, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well. Um, That Maine trip did not go as planned, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Um. I got all the way up there, and, like, I'm, like, 25 minutes away from the building. You know, I, I do the traditional thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit up the promoter, see if they need help with the ring or mm-hmm. uh, if they're there. And he's like, dude, uh, we canceled. Like, oh, well, that, that's nice. What was that, like a 17-hour drive for you? About 19, actually. 19. 19 yeah. 19-hour drive all just to get a, a we canceled. I'd have yeah. been like, well, somebody better come up here and pay me. He didn't I even didn't, believe that I went up there. Was like, we messaged you. It's like, no, you didn't. Dude, I've, I was seeing your posts on Facebook. You posted them with Toad all the way up there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to do some marketing. Like, come on, hashtag Team Toad. Let's do this. Right. So I, I was seeing the posts the whole way up there, man. And, and they didn't. What made me matter was the people liked it. Like, right. No, you guys are reading the post. It says, right. on my way to Maine, hashtag Team Toad, and right. you guys didn't think to message me. I was still right. in Tennessee when I took that picture. <laughs> right. I mean, like, you could have turned around went back home. You I could have gone to Waffle House. Hey, you know? <laughs> all right, man. So let's get talking on this podcast. Uh, okay. First of all, uh, what made you uh, want to become a pro wrestler? We ask this question of everybody, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been involved with wrestling. Like, not I. It's one of those things where I kind of grew up like a second generation or a third generation kind of person. I my family's always liked wrestling, always watched mm-hmm. wrestling, and except for my mom. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up watching like the old WWFs, where like I was watching Hatchaw and uh, Hatchaw Jim Duggan was the first person I was introduced to because. Mm-hmm. I wasn't introduced to Hogan. I wasn't introduced to, like, John Cena. I wasn't introduced to these people until I started watching, like, the modern-day Raw at that point. Or something mm-hmm. like, that Randy Orton dude looks awesome. And right. Get that dude right in the skull. He used to be a soccer player. First opinion of Randy Orton right there. At least he caught my attention, though. But uh, it wasn't until... 2014, I believe, I got to mm-hmm. go to my first WWE pay-per-view, which was not a champions that year. Okay. I looked at my dad, I'm like, I want to do this. He's like, alright, let's see what you can do. <laughs> and uh, we looked around my area and we found a place called um, Glory Pro, which mm-hmm. in today's world is um, Resolute Wrestling down in Crossville, Tennessee. Yep. And uh, we hit up um, Cape Courageous and he he taught me the ropes and everything. Right. Trained there for about about a year until I started going to school Morton in Chucky, mm-hmm. Tennessee. And it is surreal when Ricky Morton is like inviting you to his school. Mm-hmm. When you meet him at so it's like you need to come to my school. You have potential. I'm like, okay. Yep. And then I show up there. I'm signing in. Ricky comes over like a corner or something, and all you hear Ricky say is, Frankie! I'm like, yeah. wow. Right. And I do Ricky's know. such a good dude. Yeah, man. And 
he does a lot for the like for the future of wrestling for mm-hmm. with the present. He's not like, oh wait, your guys' turn, you guys get it. No, he's helping them now get that spot. Right. Like he's like, this is what you need to do now to get noticed. Not, oh, if you go like this so or this so or this so. No, he's he's teaching them. This is what people want to see. They don't want to see this. Don't listen to these people. They don't want to see that. They want to see this. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, like, say you have braces, all right, and mm-hmm. you're not allowed ice or cookies or stuff like that, right? But once you get those braces off and you have those beautiful teeth, mm-hmm. you're going to be a lot prouder. You didn't eat that chocolate chip cookie. You're going to be a lot prouder. Right. That's basically uh, Ricky's teaching. Right. He teaches see, like, what to do, not what you want to do. Yeah. And see, the first time I met him, he was such a cool dude. And, and like, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, when you first get into the business and you uh, you get your first show that has a name on it, you know, like, let alone careful, a name like Ricky Morton. Yeah. Heroes, you know? but, yeah. It's it's maybe. it's kind of a surreal feeling when you get to actually say, hey, could you please watch my match? Did you? What did you like? What did you not? That kind of thing. And he's on. So, he's he's on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mean, Ricky's such a good dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, me and Tom and Coffee were just talking about that earlier. And, uh, you know, Tracy Tracy Smothers was another one like that. And we mm-hmm. just lost him. Yeah. So me and Tommy talked about Tracy. And Tracy was such a good dude, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, and that's, a, that's what a lot of new guys don't understand is that you got to ask the veterans of the business you know whenever you get a chance what did you like what did you not you know and and a lot of new guys don't do that yeah luckily luckily you did you know when you first broke in because like uh i remember being at glory pro shows and everything like that and and we were like you know he's he's a good kid but is he going to take to listen to everything that is said of him and you know, if you went you went to school with Morton and everything like that and you picked and it up real many quick. Seminars, now you... Many seminars. I went to like yep. Arn Anderson, Ricky Steen, yep. um, all these great legends. And mm-hmm. I've like gone to like twenty four seminars and I have all yep. this information, wrote open books, and I was like, I should publish this and it's like, no, <laughs> no, no. They let's well, keep their money. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, a lot of a lot of what Tommy and I were talking about too is like there's not one person that knows everything. There's a lot of guys that know a ton about this business, and Ricky's one of them. So uh, you're definitely in the right spot if you're learning from Ricky Morton. Oh yeah, and um, it's one of those things where you gotta be careful who you listen to because like, mm-hmm. there are some of these people like travel the indies that say that they're veterans and all that and you watch mm-hmm. their matches you know like you didn't put any of that what you said to me in that match yeah exactly if we're gonna, if we're gonna teach you you better be if we're gonna preach you you better learn from it kind of thing, you know yep exactly that's that's bad bad issue going on with independent wrestling mm-hmm. is the fact that you got all these guys that claim to know all this information and everything like that and you don't see it in a single solitary match they've ever worked. So I mean it's it's one of those things where you just gotta kinda be like, well, whatever and move on from it. So 
that or if you have the video of the match, you can expose it. Quadramania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, there was a there was a guy that we that I was doing a show with, and he, you know, he was like, "Oh, I've been in wrestling for." 16 years and everything like that. And I'm not going to say anything about who it was because the people who know him are going to pick him out. Yeah. Uh, Probably already have, but (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, he's been exposed for sure, but, uh, he was like, you know, I've been in the business 16 years. I learned from such and such name and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And he got in the ring and dude, he sucked. I mean, he was awful. <laughs> he, his clotheslines were stiff armed like crazy. It looked like a, like you, you seen the clip of uh, Derrick Henry from Tennessee Titans stiff arming uh, Josh Norman and he flies <laughs> yeah. so far away. Yeah, his arm was that straight and, and he hit in the meaty part of the forearm, not really at like the, uh, the bicep chest area, mm. you know? I mean, it looked horrible. His bump was to the, like more to his shoulder rather than to his back. He was it was awful. So, and he got called out on a lot of that. So it's anyway. Let's move on past that crap. I will say (laughs) for like young people that are listening, or just people that's into the business, or just been around and has never heard this advice. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. It might work yeah. good in this situation, but it might not work for your situation, kind of thing. It's like right. character. That's the one thing that makes me mad when people are like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a demon dude. I'm a, I'm a circus freak. I'm a, I'm a Viking or stuff like that." And you, you watch their matches, and you like, you could have done that with your character. You could have done this with your character. Yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to get invested with your character if you yourself are not invested. Right. And and that's another thing too is like people don't put into their character, you know, like mm-hmm. like with my character I've got the whole cold blood moniker, you know. Mm-hmm. So so I'll like, you know, claw at the eyes and, and just choke and cheat and everything like that. Yeah, I remember and, that. and act oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. And act and I'll act crazy, you know? Yeah. But like I got I got a friend request on Facebook the other day and when I tell you this you're gonna laugh. The dude ran under a demon gimmick like you were like you were talking about. All right. He had a I'm not making this up, Frankie. He had new balance sneakers on. <laughs> he had he had the and one shorts that you can get from Walmart. Now granted I wear some of those just around the house. They're comfortable, okay? <laughs> you leave my shorts alone, but they're not belonging in the wrestling business. <laughs> uh this is his promo shot. I'm not lying to you. Uh, he had those uh, basketball shorts on. He had a, it looked like one of those uh, starter brand compression shirts. <laughs> and That's and a, a crazy, like, bad. Oh, I, it, dude, it's not even, it's not even done. His face paint was so terrible. It looked like if you ordered Kiss off Wish.com. <laughs> it was awful. It was absolutely horrible. The Kiss and, and got, Demon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys don't put nothing into their character. They go get this little bit of training and then say they're pro wrestlers. Yeah. You know, like you 
you've been training under Ricky Morton and everything like that. You know, I've done seminars with Eric Young and Ricky and my, myself, you know, and question vets anytime I could, you know. Exactly. And uh, these these other guys that are running around here are just doing whatever they want. Exactly. As uh, Tom, Tom Coffey said, Dr. Tom Pritchard says uh, a lot of guys are playing wrestler. He said that in the last episode, and – and I definitely agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's move on and uh, that's talk about too easy who... to get into the business nowadays. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Uh, I mean, these guys they start these uh, backyard companies, and all of a sudden they figure out how to rent a venue, and then they're putting on their own show. You know, mm-hmm. so and and that's not taken away from other shows that have actually started in venues just because a worker bought a ring. You know, at least the least the worker was trained and just decided to start promoting. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good shows around the Tennessee area, but there's a lot of bad too, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Love- there's not so many terrible shows in Kentucky because, you know, you have to have a, the license and everything through the commission and all that. So... And a lot of the backyard promoters don't want to spend that kind of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but anyway, man, let's let's move on to something else. Uh, who who inspired you as far as like your style and everything like that? That's a really hard question to answer for me because it's like I take from like a lot of people, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like I watch like um, some of the Sin Cara's matches. I watched some of um, Ricky Steamboat's matches. I watched a mm-hmm. lot of like not really small guys, but medium sized guys because I don't want mm-hmm. always to be known as a small guy. I want, right. I want to improve. I want to continue to improve my size, my strength, and my mind. So it's one right. of the things where like I watch. I like watch. Like I said, I watch people like Sin Cara. Mickey Steamboat, uh-huh. and uh, ironically enough, um, D. Brian Kendrick, which uh-huh. people don't really like. Eh, but like, you watch his stuff; he is probably one of the best workers out there, and I don't really see him hurting nobody nowadays. Right. But uh, oh. I can't really. I couldn't really answer who I who really inspires me, except maybe two people. Two people, uh, two people mm-hmm. inspire me. Okay. One, the gift Jason Kincaid. Yeah. Oh gosh. He if there's a, if there is a, if if there could be an award for the best pro wrestler to come out of this area, it'd be Jason Kincaid. Absolutely. So, and you know, uh, there's a lot of contenders for that too. Toby Farley could take that award chase Owens, really yeah chase owens i mean there's a lot of guys who could who could compete for that but i mean jason kincaid is on a whole nother level Mm -hmm. when it comes to his stuff let's see so yeah so jason kincaid and then uh, mm -hmm. another person who uh inspires me to get better and better Mm -hmm. i'll have to have to give this to a lot of credit for basically dealing with me for all these years, um, that was Troy. Oh yeah, that was Troy. If nobody knows, um, he is a wrestler around these areas. I don't know if he. I think he wrestles a little bit in Georgia. He is mm-hmm. basically my best friend, and 
the work that he puts in himself, it it's very underrated. It really is. All right. So uh, he he works his he works his character really well. Mm-hmm. If we're going to talk about you know character uh, dynamics and and acting of it, the character and everything like that, he works that character really yes. well. So he's a, he's a good talent for sure. There's a word that I like to use for like a lot of like these great wrestlers and stuff like that who really put effort into themselves and really have these crazy ideals and stuff like that. I call them idealists. Because they actually mm-hmm. have all these great ideals. They actually are investing not only with their body, but their mind of mm-hmm. what they want to do. Yeah, and that's the way you really need to be in this business, too. You need to always be adapting. Exactly. And that's exactly like people like Kincaid and Chase Owens and Toby and Mo, my friend Troy. That's what mm-hmm. they do. Not at this yeah. level, because no one's at the same level as someone else. Like Toby is more of a strong style kind of guy, while Jason Kincaid's mm-hmm. more of a technical. Yeah. So it's one of those. And I, I couldn't tell you. I think it. that's where you got those those kind of. I'm sorry to interject get, too, um, but <laughs> that's where you got those kind of styles that come in. You know, like you said, Toby's more the strong style kind of guy. Jason's more technical. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Like me, I'm a big guy. I can't do those high flying moves and all that stuff. You know, I got to come in and. And be a brawler, you know. Uh, so, and and you, you're you're a small guy. You can you got the speed, you know, like that. So, but you also got that power too. And it, it's it's really cool to watch every different style, you know. Even if you can't do it, it's cool to watch it. Oh yeah. So, like, you're never going to see me get up on on the top rope and do a four fifty splash. But the athleticism that comes with that is pretty cool to watch. That is, that is absolutely true, man. Uh, I, I like I've been hanging out with a lot of big guys and stuff like that, and I've been wrestling mm-hmm. a lot of big guys, and like they'll say stuff like, "I, I don't think I will be able to pull that off." I was like, dude, <laughs> he's only about fifty pounds more than you. It's like, yeah, but it's just, I don't see myself doing that. And then they'll do it, and it's like, oh wow, thanks. I'm like, no problem. And now everybody's calling me an inspiration. I'm a role model. I'm like. <laughs> Uh, no, I just, I just really was curious if you got to do that. Yeah, no. and see, that's the that's the thing when it comes to the big guy thing is, uh, like, I don't, I don't always take into consideration my opponent's weight versus my weight and everything. I take in consideration of my weight versus gravity. I'm not getting on the top <laughs> rope for nothing. <laughs> Keep me away from a lattice. Yeah, yeah, ladders, anything, anything having to do with a a fall higher than you know the middle rope. I thought we had a ladder match. I think. <laughs> yeah, I had a ladder match. It was like a it was like a mass slash t- um, title match against Brett Eisen, and that dude, oh my goodness, that dude is he is the strong style pit bull. He is he's vicious. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I love my matches with him. Um, I would go, I'll go in other series of rounds with him. He is a great worker. Just a nice little shout out for him. Nice, nice. All right, man. So next question uh, up for you: How did the adventures with Toad start? It's actually a very long story, but hey, we have time. So I. 
I was at the time I was AIWF Mid America Champion, and I was mm-hmm. off to avenge some of these. Um, no, no, I, I wasn't that. I wasn't the champion yet, but um, Mid America always uh, started. I was going to venture out mm-hmm. to some of these promotions that joined. I was like, I'm gonna let them know my name. So, one of the promotions I went to, and I can actually talk about this promotion since they actually were kicked out. So, free will. Um, I went up to uh, it was near the state line of Tennessee, and we was having them wait around and stuff like that around the town. And I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? And I I brought Toad and everything. I was like, I'm gonna paint Toad in the back of the picture, and it's gonna do a cool selfie. And I took the picture, and that thing got like, like it was a terrible night. It was a terrible night at that show because I was promised like thirty mm-hmm. bucks. Uh, for doing this filming for this buddy, which is why I was on the show. I was like, I can't mm-hmm. be on this show. Someone died or something. I'm like, dude, go to the funeral. Do it great if you don't. I'll take your spot. You know, I was promised right. thirty bucks because it's a long freaking way. So I get up there and everything. Oddly enough, I was healed, <laughs> and I got over as a heel, and. <laughs> <laughs> I sold no merch that night. I am Raymond Toby Farley for telling him that for him telling me to push it to the limit. I sold no merch, and I only got five dollars payout. Oh man, I was bad. But the dude was in a wheelchair, so I couldn't do nothing without feeling bad afterwards. So anyway, well, I mean, if they promised you the. Yeah. If they promised you the thirty and gave you five, that at least deserves a a good pop of the wheel. Yeah. But uh, on the way back and everything, I just kept on these comments, but these comments and everything, and one specific comment really made this thing start going crazy. Vamir Koloff. Mm-hmm. Son of a gun. He gets on there and he brings in Yoshi. <laughs> I have never hated a imaginary creature in my life till Yoshi. But in my defense, it was Koloff's fault. <laughs> he posted a picture of Yoshi. I think it was like a keychain or something like that. Like, Yoshi is superior. So, okay, so. Okay. Oh, heck no. <laughs> so. I started doing the adventures with Toad and everything. I kept on doing pictures with Toad because that photo of the selfie with him in the back Mm -hmm. got 150 likes. Right. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's, kind of crazy whenever you post something like that and just, you know, think, okay, I'm just going to do this before the show on board. And then and then it turns into a trend. That you do every show. <laughs> so. In the famous words of Christopher Robbins. Sometimes the best things. The best of something comes from nothing. I think I'm saying that's that right. True. Where just doing this, this nothing. You know just doing something like this. And it just turns into a big giant. Adventure. But told. Right. Well I. I gotta ask you too. The next question. Uh. You were coming back from, I think it was Indiana, and uh, you ran into three buddies 
all at Augusta. She's coming from different ways. Yes, um, they are good friends of mine, um, Skylar Douglas and Gilbinator. And I don't know who the third person was, but uh, yeah, you better not tell people what I look like. But anyway, so <laughs> I don't even think he knew who I was. So he just nice. woke up, saw some dude in a mask or something. He's like, eh, just pull back over, you know? And he's like, wait, that was right. freaky. Whoa. I mean, it happens, you know, with mask characters and face painting characters. Yeah, you it's know? creepy like, though because I got out of the car <laughs> to pump the gas. So we just ran to this random gas station. I look right. Mm-hmm. I make eye contact with Gilbinator, and we're just staring at each other like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> it's like, I mean, it it, it happens. It man. was like, so uh, I followed the I was... dream, man. It really tripped me out. <laughs> I was I was standing outside of a show one time and I was talking to Sean Schultz. Everybody yeah. knows Sean Schultz. Everybody knows. So anyway, I was I was standing outside talking to Sean and Crazy Steve walked up and just started talking with us. Now Sean and Steve had worked earlier in the night and everybody was leaving and everything like that. So it's Sean and his wife at the time, me and my wife and Steve were all just standing in a circle kind of talking until we split and go our separate ways to leave getting our vehicles and everything we get in the car and my wife goes who was that guy with the glasses i said that's great steve steve <laughs> yeah <laughs> she goes oh my god i didn't even notice Did who you was. know that dude basically <laughs> legally blind he he is man and he is such a great you would wrestler. never know it you would never know until someone right. told you i didn't know it until apparently he was, he was going to WWE and. I guess the mm-hmm. reason why he didn't get to go to the WWE was because he was nearsighted. I was like, wait, right. what? Nah. Like, yep. <laughs> and that, that sucks too, dude, because, I mean, he would he would be good. But at the same time. It would have been amazing for him I, to take over I think sanity. He's, that would have been amazing. I think he's, yeah, but at the same time, I think he's better off than Impact. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, think about it. They took Eric Young over mm-hmm. there and uh, – Sanity was, sanity was, yep. Sanity was completely over in NXT. Mm -hmm. They were over big time. They get to the main (laughs) roster. Yeah, but they get to they get to the main roster and it fizzled out, you know, because the main roster writers didn't know what to do with them, and Eric Young had to make his call and he went back to Impact. Now he's in this big feud with Rich Swan, and it's great, you know. So. And I mean, there's some guys who are better. Yeah, there's some guys who are better in Impact and some guys who are better for the the WWE. And I mean, it is what it is, you know, at the same time. It's like what we were saying earlier about Kincaid and like Toby. Like, okay, you can't work at this Mm -hmm. level yet. You like, like, you can't do technical stuff as well as Kincaid, but you can do better with strong style. And then Toby just takes that stuff and just throws it out of the park, you know? And and see, the thing with that is the fact that guys like Kincaid and Toby, the fact that they've not had a, yeah, the fact that they've not had a contract is a complete travesty. They're so oh, good. Yeah. So, um, I mean. I it, think it was back when, like, uh, Dutch Mantel was, I guess, had, was helping book or do something with impact and i think toby was on his mm-hmm. way kind of up there 
but I think he suffered mm-hmm. a neck injury or something like that, or concussion oh, okay. or something like that. And I think that was like two years ago, and he hasn't really been able to go up there yet. So, but I still right. have high, high hopes for the son of the South. Yeah, I do too, man. I think if if he keeps putting in the work, eventually it's going to exactly. pay off. I mean, it may not pay off for you until years later, you know? I mean, like Larry Larry D was a guy Tommy Coffey and I were talking about. He worked for 20 years before Impact signed him finally, you know? Uh, that so, Luther I mean, on um, All Elite. Like, I think he's been wrestling for a mm-hmm. very, 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 very long time. Never got signed to a main, uh, major company until All Elite. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, that's crazy. There's there's some guys the major companies just feel like they don't want. And then, you know, it's you work and work and work, and then the times change, you know, and people want something different, you know. Like, as much as people love the high-flying stuff, eventually they want to see an all-out mm-hmm. brawl. So then you got the guys like Larry and, and then uh, Lance Archer yes. in AEW was another one we talked about. You know, uh, Miro, uh, formerly known as Rusev in mm-hmm. WWE, uh, for the guys who don't watch AEW or nothing. Uh, <laughs> those big guys, you, you get those guys in to come in and just beat each other down, yeah. you know? So, eventually, you got to have something different. So The best example around but, uh, here that when it comes to like, doing stuff different and everything, the first person I can really think of is Thomas Cage. Thomas Cage. Yeah, Thomas Cage. He, like, every single time I see him, he's doing something new. He's, like, he's having a match. He had a match with Jason King Cage down a place called uh, Dunlap. Uh, Dunlap, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a place called Warpath. And they have, mm-hmm. like, almost an uh, almost hour, almost an hour of matches down there. And it's like, and right. I was, I was watching him. I was invested. I'm like, what the devil's going on? <laughs> right. And I'm going, I'm kind of stealing a story from uh, Thomas Cage here, but uh, he was wrestling at another promotion, I think, and he had his match, and it was like a vaguely sort match. He looks at the Booker, and he's like, "Hey, can I have another match?" And he's like, "What, well, dude? You just worked." <laughs> It's like, yeah, I just I just been having like these hour long matches with Kincaid, and I I, I just need to get this out of my system. It's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it voluntarily had two matches that night. That man is he uh-huh. is without a doubt an Iron Man. He's a, he is an Iron Man, <laughs> right? And I'll tell you another good good talent that I just met. You know, I mean, like I've been doing this for almost 10 years now it's been about eight i want to say i'll i'll do the math letter <laughs> later but i think it's about eight years now and uh i just came across mario jackson who you hey. also know mario is one hell of an athlete dude, dude. he reminds me uh, he is a combination of like bobby lastly and like moose which is one of the greatest combinations yeah. you could ever have. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story about Mario. Um, I was doing this battle royal in a, a show that was ran by that dude that uh, 
said he was in the business for 16 years. He got exposed, and now he's nowhere to be seen. Hopefully, he stays that way. Uh, but we got in the ring to do this battle royal, and, and I start slugging it out with Tyler Stevens. Okay. Now, me and Tyler are in a pretty heated rivalry. He doesn't like me. I don't like him. That's, That's the how way it is. is. Fun, all the time. So, <laughs> so, anyway, we're slugging it out, and... All of a sudden, I feel this huge forearm to the back of my neck. Just a huge forearm. And I turn, and there's Mario just kind of standing there. And I'm like, all right, big boy, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but like, he, he, that was my first time working with Mario. He got me in the back of the neck with a forearm. That was a cheap (laughs) shot. But Mario's such a cool dude. I, I enjoyed talking to him and everything like that. And, I just recently saw him uh, on um, Impact. Uh, he's part of the security between. Yeah. I think Eric Young and Rich Swan, I believe. I may be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I was watching that and, like, I, I smiled so big when I saw Mario. I'm like, oh, it's me, Mario. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always cool when you see your friends doing something with the and bigger companies. I keep you know, James Anthony it's, like on WWE being a medic. I'm like, that guy, mm-hmm. and he makes a pretty good medic. Um, I, I've seen him help people a lot after. So it's like right. that, that's a good role for him. Good job, WWE. But don't forget, he can work too. So, right. Well, I mean, like it. It all. It's just anytime you see a friend of yours or some uh, somebody you know in the business that you get along with, maybe you haven't known them long enough to consider them a, a good friend oh, or something, you know. But they, yeah, but you got a good good uh, conversation with them or something. It it kind of warms you up, yeah. you know. You're like, that's awesome, you know. Because like uh, a good example was you remember Adam yeah. Rose? He would come down with all the people dancing. <laughs> Well, I was I was watching uh I was watching Monday Night Raw one night and he came down with all the rosebuds he called them, and a guy we were just talking about Sean Schultz dressed as a thing of French fries. <laughs> I mean, what? And, and Sean Sean is an awesome dude, but I saw that and I was like, okay, dude, I'm I'm tripping because that that French fries Sean Schultz. <laughs> so. But Sean's an awesome dude, and I seen him with doing that whole thing, and I was like, "That's that's awesome," you know. It's it's always cool to see your friends Absolutely. doing stuff like that. But all right, man, let's uh, get into another question. I asked Tom Coffee this earlier today, and it was such a great question. I think he kind of wanted to kill me a little bit for asking it. I, I mean, I don't know if he did, but I've known Tommy for about six or seven years, something like that. So I'm going to say he did, and he can just go with it. Um, If you could change one thing you see in wrestling, what would it be? Empty spaces. That's the one thing I would would get rid of. I'm going to be watching these matches, and there'll be like so much open space in this this hold or... Mm -hmm. When they're going for this move and everything, like, you can make that whole lot more airtight. The tighter it, mm-hmm. like, the closer it is, or the tighter you can make that gap between the wrestlers, 
Mm-hmm. It makes it look more yeah. realistic, I guess, in the sense for all the wrestler haters, you know. Yeah. As Ricky Morton would say, exactly. snug it up. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's got to look yeah. believable, you know. And, I mean, don't work stiff. Work snug, you know. So, and, I mean, I, I agree with that. Tommy said kayfabe. And that's My another definition of kayfabe is it's a lot less restricted, I guess, in the sense where I I go into the ring. I, I go not those in the ring, but I go into the building with my mask on. I leave the mask on. And I wait until I get out of town to take my mask off. Traditional, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, mm-hmm. if you're in like a program with somebody, and yeah, and like you're doing this program, and then you go down the road to McDonald's, and you guys are just eating together. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, this is a good burger. Yeah, it's a good burger. That's a good match we had tonight, man. No, that's right. Right. And you, then there's people going through the drive-thru from the show, and they're looking at you like, dude, mm-hmm. are they just killing each other with barbed wire, man? Like, right. Help him out with I mean, like, like, what's going on here? It's a ruse. It's and, a ruse. Yeah. And see, like, uh, back in the day, this was another example of kayfabe. Uh, back in the day, they wouldn't even let Hills and Babyface mm-hmm. ride together. Like WWE, yeah. they wouldn't let them do it. Heck, Doug you and uh, Iron so that. Um. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was – kayfabe was very much alive back in those days. So, And that's why it seems so much more believable. Yeah. So, I mean, when you seen somebody like, you know, uh, Jerry Lawler come out and he starts spitting his insults he was famous for, you know, you're like this guy. He's arrogant. He's an, he's a real jerk. So, I mean, and it made people mad. Now it's like, okay, that's that's funny. He he got him good with that one. Mind so. since wrestling has I mean, kind of been revealed in a way it has where it's been, it's more tainted, I think. I've basically changed my definition of the word kayfabe to protecting the business to protecting my business. Where I don't care if you're not invested in mm-hmm. his match, be invested in mine. I'll tell you right now, I freaking hate Goloff. This Saturday, I'm going against Andrew Thomas at Southern Pride Championship Wrestling, the fall at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It may or may not be in a steel cage. It's, I don't know. But me and him, we've had this. We've had this odd story going on where every time this dude wins a freaking title, I beat him. He had the <laughs> CWF title. And uh-huh. I beat him for it. When I made my return to Resolute Wrestling, I took the tag titles off of him and uh, Peyton Toyce. I don't know how to say his last name, but we're going with Peyton. The human BB gun. Look him up. <laughs> I beat him then. And it's just one of those things where anytime I've really gone against him for his titles, it's not ended well for him at all. <laughs> Maybe it's just every promoter's like, you know what? We like Frankie better. It's one of those things <laughs> where you can think of it that way. I have his number. Always. I always have his number. Mm-hmm. And this Saturday, right. I got his number again. And I'm going to become the Southern Pride Championship Wrestling Junior Heavyweight Champion. 
I have no doubts. I am going to win that match, and I am going to beat him. Pretty simple. Nice. Nice. Well, Frankie, you got your matches plugged for this weekend. Anything else Absolutely. you got to plug? Absolutely. I was having a uh, as gentle as these conversations go with me and call off on Facebook. And Adam, um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's one of the owners for Warrior Pro. And he saw that me and him, mm-hmm. we just simply just don't get along. So he's like, how about you all settle this in the ring? You and Koloff are going to have a virtual contract signing for our match at the beginning of the next year, in January. And mm-hmm. I, I finally get my hands on Koloff. I, the match has been scheduled before, and due to COVID, it got canceled, and it's never rescheduled. I finally get, It's been almost a year since doing like, the Avengers were told and everything. And him making his comment and everything. And the fans are invested. Like, the second me and him were announced, people were messaging him like, yo, we need Koloff versus Swamp Tower. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and you're like, people are invested. They want it. Give it to them. Right. Right, absolutely. You got to give the people absolutely. what they want. Uh-oh. All right, man. Well, we're going to go ahead and end it right here. Uh Thank you very much for joining Thank me. You. I appreciate it. And we hope to have you Absolutely. again soon. Everybody have a good night or day, morning, night, lunch, breakfast. All right, man. Um, no, I'm hungry. <laughs> but anyway, hope you guys everybody enjoyed hearing All me right, talk. Man. And um, everybody, everybody remember, hashtag Teen Toad. All right, man. All right, so – Everybody, make sure that you tune back to the show. Um, Saturday, we are going to have a man who has no lack of experience in the ring. We have Gary Valiant, and we also have the Gypsy King, Roma Miller. Thank you, and take care.